Frozen Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bros and Shows. I'm your host, Josiah, aka Mauler67, and with me, as always, you know I got my buddy, I got my pal, I got my brother, my brother Austin. Austin, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear about that, Austin. <laughs> <clears throat> So, Austin, first thing I gotta ask, how was your weekend, man? Uh, it was pretty busy. Uh, we just uh, had a lot of stuff going on, uh, you know, because, like, starting uh, this weekend, we can start moving into our place. We finally got the keys and everything like that, so. Very nice. You know, trying to get everything packed and get it ready to go on, like, it's just, it's rough, like, <laughs> you know, trying to do everything at one time, um, you know, so. Wait, where yeah, are you moving to? Like, uh, just what, like, what part of, like, just, are you still north. in the town, or? Yeah, I'm okay. still in Mount Vernon, so, yeah. Okay. I'll be in the Vern still. It's just, we, uh, since, you know, Chloe uh, is part of our lives now, uh, we gotta find more space, so we found a two-bedroom uh, house with a fenced-in area for Ralph, uh, which mm. is perfect for him. He'll love it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've been just busy with that, you know, and school and work and all that stuff and you know my wife got uh like uh got another job like they they moved her to a different job so that like she could be more safe with like uh you know the kicking and uh you know like the biting and screaming of kids you know with a baby it's kind of rough you know a lot of stress so what she does baby like... do you know who bites um I, well these That's these kids that she deals with these kids that she deals with are like one to two years old. That's um, a demon. <laughs> I'm sorry. They they bite, they scream, they kick, they throw chairs. It's just yeah, they're they're rambunctious. They're full of sugar, um, <laughs> you know. So you know, so we've been we've been kind of dealing with that, and then like you know, this weekend's gonna be busy too because we're moving everything in, and you know, and then plus you know like uh, we've been having to go like to a specialist for our daughter because we found out that my wife suffers from a disease called a 22Q, which is when you're missing a chromosome. Uh, she was born that way and she was passed down with that genetically. So we're trying to figure out if Chloe's going to have it. And we just want to know like what we might have to deal with, uh, you know, so like we can fix those things that might be very fatal to the baby. You know, we, we want to try to fix those things so that Chloe will live a good, happy life. So. You know, we're setting up for all that. So, you know, we had to go to the doctor's appointment Monday and that's like an hour away from here. So that's a long drive. And we were there at like 9 a.m. And we never got out of the hospital until like 3.30. So mm. it was a very long day. And my wife kept yelling at me because I kept falling asleep during the ultrasound because it's in a dark room. And they're just, you know, like doing these pictures like for a whole hour. And I'm like, you know, so it's like, wake up, wake up. And I'm like, hey, come on, man. I'm awake. I'm awake. And she's like, why are you sleeping? I was like, I'm in a dark room. It's nice in here, like cool. And this chair is very comfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, You're like, it's the perfect storm. <laughs> why ain't you asleep? So yeah, how was have your another weekend? life? Uh, my, my other weekend, well, my weekend was uh, pretty okay. Um, went out to play at a Vampire the Masquerade game out in Altoona, PA. They just started one up not too long ago. Got to go. It was the fourth time they've ever played. Uh, 
me and my friend Brandon and uh, one of his friends, I think his name's Charles or something like that. I, I don't actually remember his name. Unfortunately, I didn't quite commit mm -hmm. to memory at that time. Uh, all went to play. It was really fun. It was enjoyable. And I'll probably go back out there. But whenever I go back out there, I'll make a new character for that thing. Because um, I, I want to make a mid-max character. Like, I have the one thing I'm good at and that's all I do. And uh, out there, it's a IA game. So they allow IA and Anarchs at their game. Hmm. And I can be a Caitiff, which is a Thin Blood. And the thing that makes Thin Blood so strong is that I basically have control to pick three disciplines I want and I just get them as I choose. And they have some really OP things. So you can come up with some pretty stupid combos. And so I've been making one that's just like, what do you do? Oh, I punch things really, really hard. <laughs> and nothing can hit me in return unless they're using mental or social but because of game mechanics they only get one of those per round so that does not matter too much you sounds like a man of culture man of culture <laughs> as they say and, and i'm literally like figuring out the mid max of things because mm -hmm. i'm like okay i'm gonna have potence i'm gonna have four two i'm gonna have celerity celerity makes me go really quickly so i get two rounds per combat or two makes it that i can't be hit and then uh, Celerity also gives me plus to my dodge. So even if they do get past all my dodge points, they then have to, I absorb basically everything they throw at me. And mm. then I'm like, okay, and then I'm going to have potence with my punches. So I'll do three damage per round. And then I'll have the Bruja technique, which will give me that aggravated damage. So you can't soak it like normal damage. And if they do soak it, then they're taking double the damage in return. And if I hit... A exceptional I get three times and then I'll have this that gives me four extra health and like all these little things that I'm like I'm just gonna be all combat and then when people talk to me it's just gonna be like I oh, mean I'm just a normal guy man I'm, I'm just a, a chill guy I'm just here I'm a vampire now apparently that's cool I guess and I'm gonna Ooh. really play it like a guy who was turned about I, I want to say like 10 years ago, so I'm not quite accustomed to the life. And I'm just walking around talking to people like they're normal people. Just be like, yeah, no, have you seen uh, the Mets yet? Like, uh, you watch baseball? That's awesome. That's cool. I like those. That's cool. Um, and things like that. I just really want to enjoy that and do that. So, I don't know. I'll figure out and decide how that goes. But uh, speaking about... Huh? Actually, like, what's really funny is I've been thinking about, like... Uh, like if I was ever going to remake a character, it mm -hmm. was going to be in vampire. Mm -hmm. And uh, the concept I had was the most ridiculous thing ever mm -hmm. uh, was be a ex chef from a very, very expensive restaurant. Mm -hmm. And his biggest regret is not being able to have garlic anymore. Yep. You, you, you laugh about that, but that is yeah. a legit function in the game. Yeah. Cause like, you're not allowed to eat food. So there mm -hmm. are characters who don't have the ability personal masquerade, which allows them to eat food. They still have to vomit it up later, but they're able to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, you have characters based around the fact that they can no longer enjoy something that they once loved. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, even when it comes to, like, drugs or whatnot in the game, you can't take the drug yourself. You have to have someone take the drug who's human and then drink their blood to get their effects. Oh. And so people who have, like drug addictions or whatnot they essentially have like 
ghouls and like herd around them that's just like you guys are partying 24 7 because i want that stuff man so so what we do in the shadows is actually correct about drinking yeah. drunk blood yep. that's at least awesome. in at least in vtm the, here's the funny thing right what we do in the shadows basically took the manual of vtm and just say what type of crazy stuff can we come up with with these oh, parameters man. yeah um or you know what we do in the shadows took it from a source material and VTM took it from the same source material. I don't know, but is that there's a bunch of that stuff like running, uh, not going over open or running water. That's a, that's a flaw that some vampires could have. Um, Dracula is a real thing in our, in VTM, but he was a, uh, old elder who invited the person over and told him the life like the whole uh, book dracula bram stoker he basically spilled it and people were like it's a masquerade breach we're going to kill you for doing this and then it was passed off as this fiction book and it actually protected the masquerade more because it put in the zeitgeist of everyone's life this idea of vampires and how mythical they mm. are and so it's like okay that actually not gonna lie guys in the first half but it's all good yeah now. That's basically what that yeah. That's why, like, in most vampire movies I've seen where they've talked about, like, when there's, like, vampires in that universe, they mm -hmm. talk about Bran Stoker's Dracula yep. being a fable. Yep. Like, they're like, it's a fable. And, like, you're like, wait a minute, but, like, everything in there is like that. So I was like, oh, that's cool how they, like, you know, it's like that fable. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. In, in like BTM, he was a real, I think he was either a Zamishi or a Carpath Compathian. It's one of those two. Mm -hmm. um, who did everything that is described in the books mm. and whenever uh it got released he was getting blood hunted because he broke the masquerade like horrifically mm. yeah. and then nothing like everyone was just like oh what a good fiction book and they're like all right you okay this time you you but watch it you only get one <laughs> i also i don't know i i'm, I'm sure he probably died so I don't, I don't know the whole story behind him i never looked into it mm. boston speaking of stories we watched Junji Into Maniac Japanese Tales of the Macabre, the Netflix adaptation slash version slash uh, series. I don't, I don't quite get it to be honest. I know that there was another like Junji Into collection that yes. is other uh, like short stories or or kind of mm -hmm. like animated series that they did a while ago. Yeah, uh, in 2018. 2018. Okay. Um, so I don't know if any of these stories overlap or not, mm. or if these stories are originally mangas that you got put onto the screen, or if these were completely created things. I know nothing of Jujinto. It's okay. legitly, um, my one friend from LARP is a big fan of Jujinto. I keep seeing it. And then I saw Netflix was making an adaptation and I asked him if he would like it and he's like hopefully it's better than the uh the collection collection yeah and i just kind of shrugged i'm like oh, i don't know what that means so i'll have to watch it to see um mm -hmm. so me having no context uh for the show going into this will be interesting i think you also have no context for the show but you probably have more context now because our friend andrew is also a fan of junji Ito. yeah uh, so you, you, you may have got more than me at this point, but the one consensus I hear a lot from people who are big fans of him is the art style from the book version is more grasping and more like 
I, I don't know, like uh, meaningful than an animation version. Yeah. Which is which is weird to me because I feel like animation would be the best way to tell stories from the book, but it may just be they're not capturing the original feel of it very well. Mm-hmm. But Austin, what do you think of Junji Ito? Yeah, Japanese Tales of Macabre. So, going forward, I knew nothing about this guy, nothing uh, at all. Yeah. I have fell in love. Um, oh no. <laughs> Probably not the guy you want to fall in love. Yeah, he's in Japan. Um, You'll have to move. So after I started watching it, uh, I watched the whole season and I couldn't get enough of it. I need to know more. So I actually watched uh, the collection. It's available on YouTube, all 12 episodes. So I got to watch that. Um, I also have ordered the manga because like I have realized a couple things I didn't know. Um, he actually just did some artwork for Magic the Gathering, uh, the Phyrexian. He did a bunch of Phyrexian art. Nice. I didn't even know. Um, the other thing is, is I will say this about the show. Uh, so after watching this show, I kind of was like, uh, this isn't that great. Uh, there was some things that were awesome about the show. There were some great things about the show, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, there was a lot of things that I did not like about it. And overall, like if I was going to do like a rating scale, like I, I would probably like put this at a six, like I wouldn't put this at like a nine or a 10 okay. and it's really hard. Um, but then I've done a lot of research and I've looked at things and I've actually talked to my buddy Andrew about it. Um, most of what we've seen on the series is a direct interpretation, like a direct adaptation from Mm. the manga. And, but the problem is, is them not capturing the feel of the translation that needs to happen. Like the atmosphere that you need to put in with music and, and a way that things are looking at a certain way. Like you have to do something in film that's different than just a manga. And because the thing is, is even though manga has pictures and pages, you still have to put yourself in that atmosphere and like what you're hearing and what you're feeling is what, what, what you love about those stories. And the number one thing I will say is the stories in the show are phenomenal. There is some stinky ones that are not great. And then there's like some good ones that I loved. I very truly loved. And it's actually some, you know, something weird has come to uh, happen to me lately. And that is, um, about two years ago, I was in uh, a college class where I had to write a poem. And so I wrote a poem called uh, Delusion or Disillusion. And Disillusion is a, is a uh, like a third person experience of a divorce from their significant other at a lawyer reading table where they like pretty much, uh, I forget what it's called, where they separate things. They yeah. pretty much like go over it. And I turned that paper in and got an A and the the teacher of that class said, hey, there's a writing class that we select a bunch of written things and we put in a contest and you can get it in the newsletter at college or it will be in their books for the years. So I got got a email today to call that professor and that professor announced today that I am the top five uh, that are left. And uh, I've been really thinking after watching one episode, which we'll talk about, um, where I think I'm going to start writing horror short stories because I feel that I'm good at it. I just need to put it down on paper and I've been lacking a lot on it. 
but I told my wife about it and she's like, you are really good at stuff like that. Like you make, I've seen your writing, it's really good. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna try that. So this actually helped me push my way through of being fearful of like, just not going for it, uh, like just to do it. And so I'm gonna start doing that. But this show um, left me very excited, but also a little empty. Like it just felt like some things were not done properly. And if they just took that small time, I think it would have been great. Uh, but overall, I'd have to not, you know, it's not something I would really recommend. And I'm going to read the mangas before I recommend anything else. Uh, but I think the mangas are probably going to be a lot better because most other people I've talked to that have watched the show has said the manga is way better. Like you need to experience those images that. Uh, OK, I'm really bad at pronouncing his name. Junji. Junji. Junji Ito. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I think he does great art. I've looked up a lot of things of his and I'm really excited to wait for the collection to come in so I can read it. But uh, yeah, that's what I thought of it so far. It was okay. It wasn't any, it wasn't as bad as the 2018. I've watched those and those are bad. <laughs> so, um, you know, I have to say that they, they are stepping, they're taking a step forward with the animation. The animation's correct there. I just think that the atmosphere and some of the models that they come up with was just really bad. But so, what did you think? <laughs> so um, I'm not a huge fan of horror. Um, the horror I like is like the things that go bump in the night that are the main character, not a non-main character dealing with the things that go bump in the night. You know? mm -hmm. I, I enjoy the things like... Uh, I can't I can't even think of any like um, like psychological horror like that kind of deal where it's yeah, like a I, I, I like I like psychological horror um the the well what, what I'm trying to say is like whenever it's done from the monster's perspective not mm. the human that stumbles upon the monster gotcha. you know I I think of the show a being human where it's about three three being three uh beings a vampire a werewolf and a ghost living together mm -hmm. and that's done in like a weird thing or whatever but the idea of seeing it from his perspective is more entertaining or more interesting to me i like that which is probably why i liked vampire the masquerade where you play as a vampire and not as like a hunter of vampires agree mm -hmm. um whenever it's just like a, a okay person walking around and then it's just like oh no spooky things happen to them and uh, a monster is attacking them I'm not as big of a fan because I don't like that feeling of powerless. I enjoy the, uh, I enjoy like the humanization of villains or bad guys or how they live their lives and how that mm. like conflicts with all this stuff. That's why I enjoy. So straight up horror is never really something that gets me. Um, off the get go, went into this not knowing what to expect, but knowing that this was a level of horror. And that this was more like disturbing would probably be the, the terminology, like a lot of disturbing yeah. things. And I, I will say a lot of the stuff that was supposed to be disturbing didn't disturb me as much as more just like weird me out. <laughs> um, like the first episode, I will say I, I almost was like, I don't think I'm going to like this at all uh, because the first episode was pretty like i don't think it was good <laughs> it's the lowest rated 
episode of the I, show. I on definitely DVD. understand that because it and just it is the worst. I think it's the worst episode. Nothing really happens. It's this family of people trying to like convince this girl and like of course the little kid was going to be convicted but then it's like the ghost just goes into the tomb and that's it i that uh, right there is what i'm going to say is my biggest issue with this series and maybe it's just how it is with junjito in general i feel like it cuts away too early or doesn't finish things properly the first episode I felt that way because like the the ghost of the dad comes out and goes in the tomb and it just ends there and you're like wait so are so they're all alive we're not going to see anything change from all that stuff okay that's just the end of that um there I think my favorite episodes are whenever they end it with a satisfying ending in comparison to what is going on uh some of the ones that i think of is the balloon episode that one was the episode where i'm like okay i'm i'm interested in watching the rest of this because nothing is more kind of like chilling or gripping to me than seeing like a lifeless body like float by that legitly like unnerved me in a way that i, I was at work watching it i remember watching that and just being like am i scared no i am not scared but I do feel slightly disturbed by seeing that imagery, 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 whatever. Imagery. And thank you. And then I started imagining like what it would be like if floating head like showed up in the window, like that type of stuff. Or like how would I handle it and things like that. Uh, some of the other episodes that I felt like ended on good notes, like the ice cream episode ended on a, a, a solid note not really yeah. solid it was more liquid but it ended on a good note it, you just um, had to do it you had the, to do it <laughs> the tombstone episode is another one that i felt like ended oh, on a yeah. good note uh another episode that i felt like didn't end on a good note was the final episode final uh thing where suichi uh i don't know like corrupts a cat and then electroshocks him and the family all runs and i was like okay He's dead, and then it just cuts to them in the hospital, and he's fine, and everything's okay, and he's like, I curse you, I curse you, and it ends. I was like, what? That's how it ends? Eh. I, I, I will say, like, those are the episodes that make me kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, another episode that I feel like ends and I'm not satisfied with? freaking whale episode or whatever that creature is from the sea oh that is one of the things that i irk with so much you have a great environment you have like this mysterious creature but then it's so stupid like the it's, ending it's not even stupid it's like they cut open and it's like these yeah these people are parasites they're act, they're they're acting alive. Like and then they just run away and you're like that's it you just they just run away and we all forget about these like parasitical humans like, are we to believe happens? yeah are we to believe they go back into the ocean to get re-eaten like is that what we're set up to believe like that makes no freaking sense and, and, and yeah i was i was there, there was episodes like that that was very much like that mm -hmm. but the episodes that disturbed me disturbed me and it mm -hmm. was to the point where as i was watching it i was having a hard time watching multiple episodes in a row because yes. I would get like one or two episodes in and I'm like, I need to have like something funny in my face. Because mm -hmm. I like I like comedy. I like light humor stuff. And so I would get maybe like two or three episodes in and then just be like, 
all right, I'm good. And because some of them would be split in half, I felt like I would watch seven or eight episodes. And it's like, no, man, you watch three episodes, buddy. You watch three three episodes, and you, you gotta watch three more by uh, tomorrow. And, and what, so it's like, ugh. Man, that was that was a rough arena. Mm -hmm. um, but the, I I do think there was some solid episodes, and I definitely get by halfway through the series, I was like calling everything that was happening in each one. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. this is what it's going to do, and this is how it's going to be, um, all that stuff. And can I say now the reason why I think people like the manga more than these adaptations? Yeah, yeah. you you said. It was like atmosphere and like the voices or whatever. I think, and this is this is my personal opinion, right? When it comes to manga, when you are drawing pictures and you're transferring stuff, all that, you have to explain away a lot of stuff via text things to make it more palpable. Because you're not going to have like 50 pages of nothing happening, just showing something happen. You're going to have people talk about it. It's one of the things that like Naruto or Dragon Ball Z's, you have characters just sitting around for a while just talking. Because mm -hmm. as a manga writer, you're not going to have scenes of people just sitting at the dinner table talking things out unless that's what your show is. And the issue with that is whenever you're trying to tell a story, give information and move something at the same time, you set it up to be cringy is how I, how I put it. You know, one of the things that I always find the most cringy whenever I'm watching an anime, and I, and I acknowledge this is the reason why, is the explanation when no one asks situation. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever they're going to cut into the whale or whatever, the doctor's like, oh, this is some weird special. And they're just talking over, like, still shots of the beach. And they're just information dumping on you. Just all this information. It's like, it'd been cool if they showed us this information. But that would require budget to like draw and animate all that stuff, which yeah. probably didn't follow the source material because he didn't do that because he is drawing the pictures on top of writing the information. And then he's like, Kyle, before they think we're all create, uh, we're all inhumane or something like that. And I'm like, no one said that. What they should have done is like people start realizing that there's people in there and start crying out for them to do it. But you, you can't do all that together. And so you get a lot of that information dump and it's just kind of like cringy dialogue slash explanation or, or uh, exposition. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes things feel forced, especially whenever it's done in animated versions. Mm -hmm. And I felt like most of these episodes that I have issue with, that was a big teller. Mm -hmm. The only episode I felt like did it good with that kind of setup was the library episode. <laughs> when the the guy's looking for the books because library vision yeah because he's <laughs> legitly losing his mind so he's rambling off things yeah and he is reading books and he's quoting books to explain things and i'm like okay see this is giving us the information he's going crazy because he's reading this and then there, there is one point where i'm kind of like okay that kind of takes me out a little bit is whenever he starts explaining to no one just just to the audience basically that he has to memorize all the books so he won't ever lose a book mm. and i'm like okay they, they could have shown that in a different way 
where like the woman came in, it's like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, I, I can't lose any more books. I'll learn all this, blah, blah, blah. And, and done it in some way to make it seem more reasonable, but it felt like he was just talking to the audience or to himself at that time. Mm -hmm. um, the, that's that's mainly my... That's, that's, that's mainly my gripe and how I feel like the reason why these animation versions will never match up to the manga. Because when you're reading the manga, you need that information. You're not seeing these scenes play out. You're not seeing the pace and the information that's being fed to you versus the, the visual information you're getting is a lot denser mm -hmm. and more like detailed, most likely. So, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to go on a whole rant there. No, I just, it was no, legitly totally. like I, I was thinking about it as I was watching it. And I'm like, that's that's probably the um, issue that people have. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and the, the other one of the biggest issues I have is like music. Okay. Um, I, I feel like some of the music was way off on this anime. Uh, the theme, like the opening theme, the opening was, ending theme is always the opening that gets theme, me every time. Uh, I can't. I don't like the opening theme. It's like some nightclub, like you, music. You know what's funny though? And I'll be mm -hmm. honest here. If I was sleeping in my bed at night and suddenly that opening theme comes on, like in the middle of the night. And I wake up to that, like those visions that are showing off and that voice going off, I would be freaking out. I would legitly be like kind of startled and scared. It, it's the equivalent of when we were little and we used to go visit like Aunt Deb's house and we would uh, leave on uh, Cartoon Network and go to bed to like Family Guy or whatever. And then I would wake up to uh, Case Close, but it's in the middle of the scene where they find the dead body and it's just like, go, go, oh, and all this like horror. And I'm just like, oh no, I'm freaking <laughs> no. out, man. But like, no, man. then like you watch it normally and you're like, this was a very lighthearted episode. That guy wasn't even dead. He was just, uh, just sleeping. But they showed yeah. you in the way that made it look like he was dead. But as a kid, you're like, oh my God. I was not prepared for that. But that, yeah. that ending thing, man. Anytime that ending theme went off, I'm like, what's disturbing about this is how cheerful it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I did not like the beginning of theme of the show. It just didn't That's really, I, I just don't, it didn't feel right. I think if it was more of like an eerie feel, it gets you set up for what you're about to attend. And I feel like that was like, hey guys, you guys ready for some stories? And then like you see a story and you're like, oh, that one was okay. And what's really weird is like most of the stories I enjoyed were two-parters. They weren't oh, yeah. just one episode. Um, and that's that's weird for me because like, I was like, man, some of these two episodes are bangers. Like these are good. And then there was like, I think one episode where it was a full episode that I actually enjoyed. Um, but the other thing that like, I also have a problem with is the use of some bad 3D anim like animation, animation that happens in this show. Like the Tombtown episode, great episode. The ending where the girl like comes out of the vision to like engulf him, the 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 animation they used was just really cheesy and not really good to me. Um yeah. that and one of the other things is uh the balloon, uh hanging balloons, where uh the guy's up in the tree and then the the head comes over and then his head hangs him, and then he just like ragdolls his whole body the mm -hmm. whole time. And it drove me nuts. I was like, that looks stupid. That looks dumb. That looks dumb. And it was just really badly animated. And it kind of took me out of that story a little bit. And I, I enjoyed I, the story up until that time. I, I'm not I'm not even going to fight you on that. Because mm -hmm. I, I have a mixed agreement on that. 
I remember being in high school and watching like animation, uh, like animes where they would have the every now and then jump to 3D models for action shots. And I always hated them. I'm like, ugh, just, just, just animate it. Don't, don't make it 3D models. It, um, I know why they do it. Like it saves a lot of money, especially whenever yeah. it is a, uh, a thing that would require a lot of detail specifically like that rock monster had like a lot of rigid rocks yeah. that every movement it did would require like repositioning of things all in great details when they could just hire one person to maul it out and then just duplicate everything and make it fine mm -hmm. but like you said it needs to be higher quality to not get that that feeling cheese fill like it's a cheese like it feels cheap like it yeah. doesn't feel it takes you out of a story sometimes where you're just like oh okay um what but, what also helps is if they do that and not make it so in the <laughs> forefront you know like yeah. let's zoom in on this animated face of these like rocks protruding out like, like yeah how about you don't and you just have it dark and you just start <laughs> seeing this wiggly thing come out that you barely see and you see like glaring thing i get that junji into is all about the animation like pictures mm -hmm. and like the, the grasp of it but it just seems really uh, i don't know how you say it like it it, it, it felt it felt weird mm. for sure i, I definitely uh, yeah and i also i also feel like there was some some awful episodes and like, I'm going to name off the ones that I really did not care for. Okay. Um, number, the first episode, number one yeah. is awful. It's the worst one. The the strange Hezira siblings, that one, mm. the, the, the thing that I love about horror like this and some, I know that you said something different in a way, but I like to be unsettled. I don't like things to be resolved and they don't have to be completely resolved, but they also have to show the problem. And like this episode, it resolves it, but in the most stupidest way. And I just feel like they just like, oh, he goes in the thing and he's never heard from again. And I'm like, that's not scary. That just doesn't leave any eeriness or like, and, and it was just a, like a really weird it, tale. It's, it's not even like scary. It's also like mm -hmm. half hearted. Yeah. The same way with uh, Intruder, the one where uh, the guy f finds his alternate uh, universe person yeah. burying his friends. I just thought that episode was very rushed. Like, very I, I, I thought it was very left open. Like, yeah. you, it ends in a way that you're like, what? Yeah, and What's the fish the one, the fish one's the perfect one. That was, they took a great atmosphere and then they just abruptly end it with anything that remote. I remember watching that episode, pausing it and going, that was the dumbest one next to the number one. <laughs> like I just felt so bad, and I liked I liked the atmosphere. I thought it was a good atmosphere, but just the story was like. I thought the know, story and... could have been good. You know what? Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, one I really liked mm. that I was like, yeah, no, that actually like kind of freaked me out or unsettled me, and it's because of the stuff I have on my house is the hair episode, hair in the egg. 
Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Because um, we we have an egg. No one goes up there, and occasionally, whenever you walk by the door or you're you're around it, you will hear like scratching and banging coming from the egg. And it's because uh, no one goes up there, and the landlord has not fixed it or repaired things up there. So rodents and like squirrels get in there all the time. And after watching that episode, now I'm just walking by and I hear it. And I'm just like, one of these days I'm going to get killed by a hair monster. And mm-hmm. I don't know who I told that I liked their long hair and freaked them out and broke up with them. But I'll get going. The the, the other episodes that I was not a huge fan of is all the Suichi episodes. The, the kid with the nails in his mouth. So actually in reality, Suichi actually is in the... 2018 adaption too. Really? He's in multiple stories uh, that I've watched. So that's why I got because he's he's at the end of the credit scenes. He's in the credit scene. He's the kid in the blue uh, orange uh, thing that watches the mm. the series unfold. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, if if you're going to do something like that, make it an anthology where like the first episode is Suichi. And at the end of the episode, he like stops watching the screen. And like, that's supposed to be mm-hmm. a whole, like he's watching something that shows him the creepy weird things. And then the last episode is the Suichi episode that aired. And it kind of like, what, what do you call it? Connects like, them. Connects, connects like, he puts them. them in like bar- barracks of some sort. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really do that. And it's just one of those things that I'm Come on, man. I don't. I don't really know. I, I, I didn't like it at all, and like, it wasn't. No. It wasn't one of my favorite ones. And he he definitely. I felt like he deserved bad things to happen mm. to him, and he just kind of got away because it actually made me really upset whenever he really started hurting the, the animal, and I was like, Ugh. yeah. See, that's actually one of the things where I just stopped when he put a rope around that cat's neck. I was just like. Nope, not gonna like this episode already because I don't like animals being tortured like that. Like, I I even hate it in regular films when someone kills an animal. Like, it just drives me nuts. I hate it. Um, you know, and um, you know, there there's a couple episodes like I you know I was talking about like you know some of the things that were awful, but I like to talk now about some of the episodes that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoyed the stories. I think Tombtown is a really good episode. I like Tombtown about the gravestones being like this form of the it had a full cool. story. It yeah. had a um, boy and his sister are going up to visit mm-hmm. a friend. They hit someone. They freak out. They don't know who it is. So they're like, we'll put it in the put him in the car and take him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, she dies. Okay, we'll just bury it whenever before we get in town. Oh, we got um, stopped because there's these weird tombs, and then everything mm. goes on from there. And then surprise, yeah, hit, the, the hit the door, and it's like, oh no! Yeah. And I, I knew. So, so at that point in the the show, that's whenever I, uh, a little bit before, like halfway through the series, I started like predicting things. And whenever they hit the girl, and they're like, her face is so swollen, I can't tell who she is. And I'm like, that's either going to be their friend or someone connected to the friend. It's like, it's your mm. sister's missing. I'm like, there it is. Mm. Yep, that's a. Yeah, I still think it's a really good story. It's not my favorite one, but it, it is. It's, up all, there. it's, it's a solid yeah. story. I, it, yeah. It's legitly. I would show that to someone if I was like, you want to know what Junji Ito is kind of about, or at least the 
the the Netflix show of it. This is a solid one to watch if you want to watch a full thing. Yeah. And, and the only it, thing it, that it, I have a problem with is that 3D person. Yeah, like that's 3D, it. Yep. Yeah, I, I understand like, that. I and if someone solid, looked at me and yep. said that was a weird 3D person, I would be like, ah. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> you know, uh, the other ones I want to talk about is Sandman Layer. I thought Sandman Layer was an interesting concept. It was one of the shorter episodes. It was like a 10-minute episode about I can't remember what guy Sandman. That, oh, he can't sleep. That's it. Yep. Because his alternate self would come out and consume people. See, uh, that's one of those episodes that I felt like ended too soon. Yes. You don't I get to see that. his alternate self. You get to mm-hmm. see him kind of a distance or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what? That's well, it? And his, his finishing line was really not great. Where it was like, He's like she's inside um, me. She's my organ. I have now. consumed her now. And she is one of me. And like, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, and she's telling this. He's telling this to like police officers or some shit. Yeah, and it's like, well, um, you ain't going to jail, buddy. <laughs> but one, you know, there was a couple satisfying episodes. Ice Cream Bus was satisfying <laughs> because it yeah. came to a conclusion. It came to a logical creepy. conclusion with it's like, oh no, this ice cream is um, like it turns kids into ice cream. Oh no, my son has turned to ice cream. Hey, stop eating that. Oh no, he's ice cream! And then it ends with it showing the bus and more kids getting on it and he looks at the camera and then walks in and closes the door. I'm like, great ending! Solid! Fantastic! Wrap it up and send it! Ship it! There was a pet peeve of mine that was in this episode, but I thought this was a banger. It was a good episode. Mm -hmm. But there's a part where the bus turns and when it turns the corner, the animation is awful. Like someone did not want to animate that correctly. And it just, I looked at it and I was like, that looks stupid. But after that, I was like, this is a good story. This was perfect. It was well executed, but that was a pet peeve of mine. And pet peeves are just small, you know, like, but that, if you're going to, if anyone's like, Hey, what is Junite? I'll be like, this is the episode I'll probably show them. Uh, probably the second episode I show them because the first episode I actually enjoyed enough where it freaked me out a little bit. Um, but, uh, before I get to that, let's talk about, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think I'm looking through these. Um, oh man, there is, there is some good episodes. So the highlights greatest episode on IMDb is, uh, Ali and headless statue episode really? where, okay. yeah, the alleyway episode was pretty good too. I liked it where like the bookshelf behind it had a window, which I, the... I predicted. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like that, too. that bookshelf, the fact that there's just a random bookshelf there tells mm-hmm. me that there's either something behind it or that's a hidden. Cause I didn't realize at that point that was next to the alley. I thought yeah. that, Oh, that that's going to be like a hidden door mm-hmm. and someone's going to come in and like, kill him or it, something like that i never realized it until the guy that approaches him tells him about the window and oh, then it yeah, clicked that, that's, like, that's, it's behind the bookshelf yeah well yeah, yeah. the second he's like it's, it's in there i was like it's behind the bookshelf yeah it's you, behind the you're bookshelf. aware of the bookshelf because they keep pointing to the bookshelf yeah the second he walked in he looked at the bookshelf the girl comes in to help him she talks mm-hmm. about how the bookshelf was hers and all that stuff mm-hmm. it's like how come they didn't give him other furniture? They've only gave him a bookshelf. That's why. I will say that episode unfortunately ended in a mix ending for me. As much as I felt like it did close with the girl being stranded down there and the statues coming in life to get revenge on her. It's like, okay, cool. It ends before you start 
hearing or seeing anything and you're like okay mm. um and then it's like okay uh, is is the boy dead too because he got he, he passed out apparently mm-hmm. down there is like so we just assume he's dead too or is it going to be a thing like that there were so many wives like he didn't deserve deserve to die he was, i mean i thought I he was stupid the fact whenever he moved that and he saw like the rope my my first brain is just like don't go down there don't go yeah. why you go down there that just tells me that someone's going to come and cut the rope and sure enough someone yeah. came and cut the rope and I, at that point i thought what was going to be a thing is the girl were were uh, got her mom to get more people in there to let them go down and investigate cut the rope and like basically she's she's collecting bodies down there like those shadows um mm. that's that's what i thought it was going to be and then it was like oh no he passed out and she climbs down I'm like why did you climb down because yeah. you were because you had to it would have been better if like the kid found some way to like manipulate her to like do something and then he forced her down and then she no she i agree down. i agree like i thought like the whole concept was like when he passes out she was gonna come down and like be like oh he passed out and then like he would like push her away and yeah then climb push up her and climb quick. up and pull it up and then leave her there mm. to die yeah, yeah i thought something like that and then mm. it's like no he just really put passed out yeah why miss opportunity and yep. then the other one was the headless statue one where it was like that a, one I a, felt ended on a, on a solid note. Like it yeah, wasn't it was, a perfect note, but it was, it was, it was like a average, like it was just a normal story that you yeah. would see in horror. And I was okay with it. Like, it's fine to have those stories. Like I'm okay with it as long as it's executed properly, which this was me watching so. this series. I'll be honest is if I was mm-hmm. watching it with someone else non-stop you would hear me just being that guy yelling just like don't go in there leave like and that like was the, me you'd be like the girl from scary movie oh, yeah he's behind the, he's behind the cur- whenever she like went to the guy's house and he opened the door with like the mask over his mouth and he's mm-hmm. like fully dressed up i'm just like he's a mannequin don't trust him and then she like takes his hand you hear that creak creak yeah. and i'm just like do you not notice the hard a hard body like his hand is stone mm-hmm. nope all right yeah screw me what do i know like you're fine oh you deserve to die and then you know what also made me laugh too is when she like used the stool to break the one and it's like it's a plaster body and i went it's plaster <laughs> you're scared of plaster just take that, chop the damn rabbit <laughs> just take that stool and just yick yick each one I don't even understand what she left the stool. She didn't even swing that hard into that thing. Yeah. And I'm like, and then it also, it also didn't make sense to me that she got out of the first door and she ran to another classroom. It's like, why would you go to another classroom? What what is wrong with you? Get out of there. Because the story needed to end. It needed to end in a way that like freaked her out and all that stuff. Though I will say it was funny that whenever they all caught her, it wasn't a like we're going we're ripping your head off like i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be like grotesque like her head starts getting ripped off and that's how it ends they're all just sitting there like petting her and then the knife stabs to the thing and that's where it ends and i was like i want her i'm like oh okay now another episode that was kind of like this uh Mm -hmm. feel where it was like an average horror story Mm -hmm. but it was executed okay uh the whispering woman 
I thought was really well done. As Which one's the worst one? Was that the second to last? The girl. The girl who talks to the, the one girl. That was another yeah. somewhere I knew where it was going. Yeah, but it was cute, um, okay? I yeah, well, okay no, I, I, I liked it a lot. It also made me like... Here's the thing about this show, Austin. Is there's a lot of... Certain things get hint on in this show a lot that disturbs me more than the actual disturbing things. Mm-hmm. You know, like seeing the animal torture in the Atlas episode where he's like starts strangling the cat, kind of kind of made me disturbed. Um, when you see domestic abuse with the one girl's husband and the whispering woman, mm-hmm. and then the other one is like the little girl, the little girl who was like abusing the little kid. Like that was gonna be. Oh, do you have to go? Like. You yeah, can, I gotta get Ralph. Feel yeah. free to say it because people who listen to this, I'm gonna take Ralph out, people. People who, who people who listen to this will not know <laughs> that you're gonna head out if you don't say something at least once, and then it's like, oh, okay, that explains why Josiah is just sitting there ranting about unknown things or, or changing his percep- uh, perception of thought. Yeah, it just it the the show itself is a solid good show. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I just feel like some episodes just end in very unsatisfying ways. Um, when he gets back, I'm basically going to rehash this where uh, I have issue with the bully episode because it begins with little girl gets essentially paid to watch after a kid and she bullies him. And then she stops being a bully and she grows up and she's like, I've changed. I need to be a better person. And she falls in love with the kid when he comes back. And it's like, okay, cool. So it's going to be a thing where she like overcomes her bully. And what I assumed was going to happen, which I I was wrong on this. I thought he was going to start bullying her in return. Like when they're older, he's going to bully her like basically become kind of domestic violence I, I think is what i thought it was going to go to i wasn't going to be okay with it but i'm like okay that's what the story's going to go with instead the husband leaves her with the child and she goes crazy and starts abusing and hurting the child and i was like i can't stand with child abuse i hate it and this kid oh, was just trying to live one. with the mother yeah I was just saying, like, there's so many things in the show that. Well, she was a piece of trash to begin with it, because but literally she, she, she changed. Like that was no, her whole thing. Was, no, no, she didn't. No, she, she didn't did. change. She did. She no. did change. She was good. He married her, lived with her, had the child, and then left. And she basically went back. Like she went insane after the no, three she years. Was, she was trash the whole time. She was just not as trashy as she was. And no. while I'll say that. No, because she, remember, she was on that park bench telling her boyfriend about him mm-hmm. and then dumps him instantly and says, I'm actually in love with him. Yeah. I came here to tell you that. That's awful. That is, she's terrible. But, no. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll fight you on this. She, she did that. She dumped her boyfriend. At least she explained why she was dumping him. Like that was a legit thing where it's like, hey, I'm leaving you for him. I love him. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine with me. The issue that I have is that she was being a good person. She was being a good mother up to all that point. And she started to go crazy because he left her. And then she's like, this is his revenge for all the years that I bullied him. He, he did this. And I'm like, 
First off, that's a trashy level of revenge because he just ruined a little kid's life. And yeah. it's like, that's stupid. And that made me really, really upset. I was, I was actually very upset. Stop it, Molly. <laughs> and two, <laughs> she goes crazy and she becomes evil, like Joker level. Oh, she yeah. whole makeup. I don't yeah, that whole that time was. I, it was weird. That makeup, it was like a mix between um, Misty from Pokemon and the Joker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like if Misty and yeah, that's a, yep, that's exactly what that was. That was. I was just dressed and everything. It made me it, like it unsettled me a little bit, but uh, I am with you on this episode. It, that was. Uh, it I was don't. Okay, I don't. But... I don't like. I don't like people being hurt in ways that they don't deserve it. And the right. whispering woman was that way. The well, uh, that ep that episode also had like one of the lackluster episodes where like those girls went into the mountains and found that cult that like yeah, starves yeah, that, themselves. That, that episode one was just dry. That that episode made me laugh yeah because i'm like obviously that's what, like they're either all crazy or they they sacrifice people or something mm -hmm. to that degree and it's like no they just go down and they self-mummify and i was like oh okay the second she said that i'm like your brother's dead he's a mummy now mm -hmm. and she's like oh look at this this is a pathway going down oh no there's a bunch of mummies everywhere Oh, there's my brother. Leave me alone. Get out of here. Oh, no, we're lost. I'm like, that's logical. Like, that's that's how it would be. You go down there, you get lost. And then it's like, you go crazy seeing nothing but these mummies. And it's like, yeah, you guys die down there. Yeah. And, and that's that's that. I was like, okay, cool. That That's a that's a that's an ending. Is it satisfying? Because eh, it's a situation of like those those people didn't deserve it. They were just trying to get the truth. But, you know, sometimes horror films and horror movies end yeah. in a the good guys or the, the people don't deserve to live. The other one of the other episodes that I didn't I liked until a part where the music ruined it for me was the Tomy episode where she's taking pictures of that girl and she ends up like coming and find out she has like oh, something evil in I her. I freaking love that episode, man. I, I totally it. forgot I, about that episode. I love that episode until right when the body becomes alive again. Mm -hmm. The music that they select for that was like a Jerry Seinfeld song. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> bound, 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 bound. like it was like, and it was like really bad. And if it was like this creeping ominous, like piano or an organ, I think it would have been great. But like they come out with this and I was like, why, why do that? that is such a good episode. So, so he, here's my honest truth, right? Yeah. The, I, I I don't I, I I think I liked it because of that music choice, because mm. I I do Stops think comedy. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thought. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that episode was just crazy to begin with. Mm -hmm. This girl takes a picture of a girl and she sees like a weird growth on her, mm -hmm. and her first instinct is not, oh my god, I need to tell a priest. Or, mm -hmm. or a doctor or whoever, she's like, I'll throw it to all the kids to like let all the kids see it. And I'm like, okay, that seems weird. Oh no, your boyfriend almost tried to kill you or the guy you like tried to kill you. Is he going to get charged with murder it, or attempted mm -hmm. murder? Like anything like that? Like, and then she's like hiding and her mom's like, I'm leaving for the weekend. 
I hate you. Bye. I left the door unlocked so this killer could come in. And I'm like, what? what's going on here? Yeah, and then yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, no, we just talked through it. It's not actually true. It's like, did you call me a master? And she turns into it. She cuts the, they cut his, her head off. And I, when that happened, and he's like, oh my gosh, I cut her off. He's like, you killed her. You cut her whole head off. I didn't realize. I'm like, these two are literally Rocksteady and Bebop from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they are boss, idiots. chopped your head off, eh? And just like, yep. we did it, we got rid of the thing, oi! And it's like, no, you didn't. You chop off the head, you imbeciles! <laughs> and and then they're just like, oh no, we there's no um the, the, there no one saw us. Yeah, no one saw us. And then they turn and see the girl, and they're like, oh. Hey, wake up. We know you're fake. I'm like, why wouldn't they just slit your throat and walk off? Yeah. Like, why? Boss, we don't want to do it. Because Bob doesn't want us to do it. <laughs> and then the head's like, get me out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Burn off. Burn or what? And then they run. And I was like, what the heck? This episode is, is more slapstick humor than horror. And then the thing that made me laugh the most is whenever... The body stands up, or no, no, not when the body. When she gets up and there's blood everywhere, and her first response was, "That was weird. I'm not sure whether that was true or not, but I guess I, I gotta clean, clean up." <laughs> I was like, "What, girl? What?" And, and like when the when the body ran off, and like you you say like the the music or whatever cut you off. Uh, the music didn't catch me off because I, I was listening to it on headphones. And I think that the the music in it is a lot more eerier. Mm. Uh, I think there's a lot of silent tones you may have not heard unless you were listening to it on headphones. Like it had like certain ticks. It, it, the music was eerie not because it was eerie like string music, but mm. rather it was um, like offbeat. I forget what the terminology is, but you know how like most people clap in a one, two, three frame. Mm -hmm. If you off clap to music, it makes it unsettling. It's the same thing with like shifting things to like down minor or something like that. And I definitely feel like that happened in that show. And the the only thing I will say is that episode made me want to look up a explanation video on it. Because at the end of the episode, she starts cleaning off the wall, and in the lens, it shows her without a head in, like, her, um, student outfit. And so I'm like, wait, is she dead too? Like, did they chop her head off instead? I don't, I don't understand how it ended. And so, like, I was just questioning it, and I was like, okay. They're not going to continue or elaborate on it, that's just it, like... I guess I just have to accept with either thinking that she got murdered, she was actually murdered and her head got chopped off and she was the real one who died or that, um, I don't, I don't know, something, something, I don't know, I can't explain, I don't know. Hmm. The, that, that was it. Hmm. I will say, did you ever find the hidden voice lines in the episodes? What do you mean? Did you ever listen to the hidden poems? You never did? No. Alright, you, you may know once I once I go into it. At the end of every episode, um, if you hit next episode, 
you'll never see it. Or if you go, you'll never see it. Oh, yeah. No, I always at the, at the end of the episode, there'll be a point where a psychedelic image comes on the screen. And mm. a poem will play. And it will essentially give like a poem in the form of a, a third person looking at the next episode or the next one of the next episodes and mm. kind of talking about it. definitely check them out because they, they are enjoyable and the imagery that they show on there shows different episodes and so i'm mm. like i wonder if you can take all these ending kind of poems and stick them all together and create like a story of some sort mm. or maybe in some way like you take all the ending um poems and you rearrange them in a way that like tell a different story i think would be very interesting mm. but that's yeah that was just my i i i saw that and i was like oh i'm i accidentally because i think i watched one episode and i thought i heard someone's voice actor so i wanted to watch the credits to see if it was someone i knew and it, it wasn't but um that's whenever i heard that and i was like i did not know this was in the show Mm. So I went back and I listened to all of them and I was like, oh, yeah, creepy, creepy, creepy. So I'd like to talk about my two favorite episodes real okay. quick before, you know, because we're running about an hour now. Mm -hmm. um, so my two favorite episodes are actually tied for my favorite episodes. I don't know which okay. one I liked the most, okay. uh, but it was mold. Um, mold and there. why mold is like such a great episode to me it's is because killer. it's it's in black and white it oh, yeah. leaves it mysterious color so i don't have to like really picture it and i think that would left the disturbing but the part where the baby comes out it's like you look like tim it's like like whom and it's like the baby and the this baby. baby comes out and i just like this impending doom that's happening inside of this man's thought process and in his house <laughs> and i i really enjoyed that episode a lot i think that was one of the solid episodes um the second episode i have to say is solid is called layers of terror and that was the episode where they find this baby skull that's been like um it's got like layers of how it was buried mm -hmm. and then you see um later on that this girl gets into a car accident that was like a child actor and her eye gets like attached from her body yeah, yeah. and then they have like a layer of skin I thought that was a great episode, except for one part of the episode where like the mom and the, like uh, the doctor explains about the layers that's going on. And she's like, what? That's weird. And then like her daughter that she hates is on the bench and then she's on the bench and she's like, oh yeah. She's like, it's so weird. I never thought she had this. And then like the daughter's like, well, that explains my teeth. And she opens up her teeth and there's like 16 sets of teeth. Yeah. Well, she didn't, she didn't <laughs> say that that explains her teeth. She said like, I also have Oh, that's this. right. And then and she she's shows like, it. No, and you the don't. Mom's... And she's like, look. And she opens it. And the mom's like, ah. Well, no, the mom doesn't even react. Well, you, you don't like, see it. Oh. It cuts. It cuts yeah. for that second. I, I would, I would, I wish they would have just like went in and be like, what? Like, it kind of reminded me, like, there's a part in uh, one of the crappiest movies alive, but one of my favorite movies on The Room, where like uh, Lisa's mom's talking to each other. And then he's like, I definitely have breast cancer. And it's like, I don't know if I love Johnny anymore. And you're like, whoa, you're going to glance over <laughs> your mom's got breast that? cancer. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's how I felt with the teeth. Like I was like, you're just going to glance over that. I'm not going to explain that. But that episode got me pretty hard because like when she starts ripping off the layers of this little girl and all that's left is like that head. And she's like, 
you know, like, well, and she's like, it must be me. I've been around her. And she like cuts her face. I knew that was going to, yeah. I knew it was going to happen, but the, how they did that episode, the animation in that episode is really good. Yeah. It's a good episode. And I was like, man, if they would have just done this whole anime, like that animation, uh, it, this music was great. The, the setup and the plots were great. The only problem I had was the teeth thing. Like I was like, you just gonna leave that on the table. But those two episodes are my favorite. And it actually led me into like, all right, I'm gonna see how bad this collection is. So I ended up watching it on YouTube and I was like, okay, this is actually better than the collection. They took a step forward in the animation. Um, there is some good stories on the collection and I, I really fell in love with this artist. Like I think this will be something that I will put up there next to like Neil Gaiman, Stephen King, uh, Joe Hill, like a lot of those people. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed this series, the stories, <laughs> and I can't wait to see the mangas. Cause I think if I bought, like I read the mangas, I'm actually going to love the mangas more than the translations. Oh, of course. But I'm, like, like I said before, cause you're going to get to pace it in your head as you go. Yeah. Well, you then I think the black with... and white works. Yeah, I'll be honest. When that episode played and I watched it in black and white, I'm like, why didn't they just make the whole thing in black and white? Agreed. I, if I they think would have just done it, I think solid. it would have been the, the, well, only, the, only, the only episode that I felt like actually benefited from it not being in black and white mm -hmm. was the bully episode. When it showed them mm -hmm. as kids and it was like more vibrant or whatnot and you kind of got this idea that it's like, yeah, it is supposed to show that the kids are innocent like there there's mm -hmm. an innocence to the kid even though the one kid was a complete nerd um but it's like that's a solid use of coloring try to drown him beat him with a stick let him fight with a dog made him <laughs> jump off the oh yeah i forgot about that tried to make him jump and then the mom stops her i'm like it's not the craziest revenge tale i've seen but it's pretty bad i, yeah. I think the other one's worse the, the revenge tale i know <laughs> I just, I just was like, there, there was so many stupid, like, gets episodes. Not, not even like stupid episodes, but like, either stupid scenes or stupid altogetherness. Like, uh, the Suichi episodes were by far the stupidest episode. The four wall um, episode was awful. I hated that episode. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, where it's, it's like, like a little I box. made like a maze. Yeah, He's like, I made like, a oh, maze no, for you to fell in the, the poopy area. And I'm like, yeah. I thought he was going to be murdered. I thought he was going to like yeah. kill him. I thought like, I was too. When, when he was thought, climbing like, he through was the area. Get cut yeah. Because there was nails everywhere. I thought he was going to get cut, go in the poop, get infected and die of a horrible infection. Like, I, I thought what was going to happen is as he was climbing through the nails. Um, it started getting like it would start getting smaller and smaller, and by the time he realized he's stuck, the the board would it would start like slowly crushing him with the nails, and then it would be like the ending thing would be Suichi on the other side laughing, as like it slowly like, and you just see blood pour out. Like that's what I thought was well, going to happen. It's like nope. Well, or an interesting thing, I think that like you had a good point there. Like if he gets stuck in the nails, he just he has to live there until he dies because one that whole place is soundproof yeah like no one's gonna know unless they think he went missing but like they all they know is that small space they don't know about the other thing mm -hmm. it, it was a perfect setup and i thought it was just lame yeah. like i was like this is it, just an episode of just kookiness and so you, you know what made me think why. for a second you know what i actually thought is i wondered if like suichi was a self-insert for the artist or whatever or like mm. maybe his his brother like 
this idea of like this kid that over over like is in multiple different he has like um, a twisted mind so he like kind of relates to him in yeah a way. like something, something like that i'm like i don't know like just because this character is the only character that is rehashed like him and his family so i'm like maybe like this is his either self-insert or his like what if story i don't know but other than that, like, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Uh, is it the best hmm. thing ever? No, definitely not. But um, I thought there were some great episodes with some really yeah. crazy things. And the, the one episode that always made me chill at the end was the hair episode when the girl would, like, rowel her teeth and that, like, clicking noise. And it just fades to black to that clicking noise. That, like, actually, like, hit me weirdly, like, mentally. Like, that just made me feel unwell in that moment. So that, that was a solid... I think I think this anime would have been really well done if they would have just done one simple concept that I always tell people that horror need to do to make a good horror film is breathable area. And that is like in between stories, there should be enough to breathe like in the disturbing thing that you saw than just jumping to the next thing real quick. And I feel like this anime is like kind of have that problem where they don't let you breathe a lot of it or like process what you just saw. They like jump you into the next thing and you're like, what What just happened? And now, the only time that they did allow you to breathe is like, that's why I thought the two-parters were really good because the two-parters were, you know, it was like the second part was usually the best part out of it. Um, except for, I think the mold and library vision episodes, I think those were great. I thought those two were really good stories, um, but Overall, I think the show is, it's okay. Like it's better than the 2018 collection. I'll tell everyone that. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope they keep going forward with this and they get someone behind it. Cause I know Adult Swim, uh, Cartoon Network has announced that they are doing their own collection. Uh, and it comes out, I think this year actually, of oh, uh, right. And it, they actually show, I think it's called Hirashi or something like that. Uh, oh, is the name of that. I don't know. If Higurashi when they when they cry is actually No no it's 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 not Higurashi it's Nakatae or whatever it is it's a some cartoon network show that's coming out and Juni Ite is the one that animated and wrote those stories um I forget what it's really called Nagas Nagasuma I I forget they were I was just watching a review uh like a trailer on it uh mm -hmm. but Cartoon Network is coming out with their own Oh Yuzumaki uh, so. Yuzumaki, that's what it is. Sorry, guys, for saying all those weird words that I don't know anything about. Look at me being stupid. Yeah, it's an um, upcoming anime horror based on the manga by Jinji Ito. Series is a co-production between Adult Swim and Production IG. The show was originally meant for air in 2021, has been delayed and expected in October 2022. Ooh. And it was, was announced in 2019 as a Crunchyroll Expo. Oof. Mm -hmm. but they recently just came out with a teaser trailer and they said that they're almost done uh if i'm correct i watched that trailer i don't know if that trailer is right uh, or i don't know uh a lot of the stuff i'm saying is saying that it has not been announced yet mm. and Man. small screen time in late 2023 would be our best get mm. it seems like uzumaki is ironically a little bit cursed when it comes to this production um, yeah, I heard it's been going on for a while. Hey, so. when it comes out, we can we can watch it because it looks like it's all mm -hmm. going to be in black and white. But yes, yes, I, I've seen like the trailer for it. Um, it was a year ago when that trailer came. So yeah. Okay. 
cool. So, yeah. cool. Well, that that'll be fun. Austin, mm-hmm. what are we watching next week? So next week we are watching something very interesting. Uh, first on Bros and Shows, uh, we are watching a documentary. Actually, we're watching a murder doc. Uh, my favorite murder doc of all time. It is called The Jinx, The Lives and Deaths of Robert Durst. This is based on true story events. So I'm just going to give a warning to the anyone that's listening out there. If you do not like to hear true crime stuff, please do not listen to Do not watch this episode because there is some there is some things like they show feet and stuff like that of like people have been sawed off. It's not gruesome or anything. It's just they they just show like, you know, a body part or something like that. Uh, this story is very interesting, very interesting. And th- something happens in this documentary that has never happened before in a murder doc. Um, and what I'm going to say is this, uh, so that you can expect it. Um, the person that they are doing the murder doc on actually is interviewed through the whole thing. <laughs> so that is okay. the whole cool thing about it. So, um, you'll get to know some of the backstory of how that guy decided to be part of the doc. Uh, in the show and then we'll watch it it's only six episodes and they're like a 45 to a minute hour uh 45 to an hour each i think uh but it was a mini series on hbo and you can watch it on hbo max uh but yeah we're gonna watch that so all right sounds good Mm -hmm. well austin i appreciate you joining me on this episode birds and shows yeah and then next week watching the jinx or, or or the documentary of the jinx um heck yeah buddy let's do it let's watch a documentary let's see how it goes so awesome thank you so much for stopping by for joining me on this episode and thank you all so much for tuning in 